Welcome to 10 Minutes with the Gospel of John. I'm Stan Harstein, your narrator. I truly appreciate your willingness to set aside your daily distractions for the next 10 minutes so you can invest in your own spiritual life. If you have a comment on this DevoCast, please contact me using the email link located at the bottom of the website page. It's time now for today's episode. Welcome to Episode 6, Witness. Anyone who provides evidence to support a claim is known as a witness. This term frequently calls to mind a courtroom. That description is frequently provided for an overview of the Gospel of John. One reason for this image is that the overall purpose for this Gospel is self-described as providing evidence for the claim that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God. Now, to be sure, Jesus did many different signs in the presence of his followers which have not been written in this account. But these signs have been written so that you can trust that Jesus is the Messiah, God's Son, and so that those who continue to trust in his name may experience life. John 20, 31. Throughout this gospel, there are many opportunities for an individual to metaphorically take the witness stand and provide testimony concerning this Jesus and his activities. These individuals are called to the stand not merely to provide information, but to persuade the readers of this gospel to likewise provide testimony concerning Jesus the Messiah. In the Old Testament, followers of this devocast will occasionally hear references to similarities between the Gospel of John and the book of Exodus. Early in Exodus, Moses appears before God and wonders whether the people in bondage to the Egyptians would even heed him. God replies with a series of signs accompanied by these words. If they will not believe you, nor listen to the testimony supplied in this first sign, the staff to snake, they will believe you at the testimony provided by the second sign, the withered hand. Yet, if they still don't believe you after these two signs and won't listen to your testimony, then take some water from the river and pour it out on the dusty, dry earth. Then the water which you took from the river will become blood upon the dusty, dry earth. Exodus 4, verses 8 and 9. The relationship between signs and the witness of God's activity has roots descending back to the earliest beginnings of the history of these Judeans whom Jesus encounters. John's Testimony The first witness called to the stand is John the Baptizer, who was sent from God. John serves his primary role as a witness to the light, the true light, a light found in someone other than himself. John 1 verses 6 and 7 Exactly when John encounters Jesus for the first time is unclear. However, after denying that he himself is the Messiah, John sees Jesus for a second time and gives his testimony. John bore witness, saying, I observed the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove and remaining upon him. Now I did not recognize him, but the one who sent me to baptize with water said to me, 
The one you see, whom the Spirit descends and remains upon, this one is the one who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. I have seen and have given witness that this one is God's Son. John 1, verses 32 through 34. Later in the Gospel, John makes another appearance and provides further testimony. In response to their concerns about his dwindling popularity, John reminds his followers that they are witnesses to his own declarations earlier regarding himself and the Messiah. The Gospel concludes this episode with more cryptic language about the one from above whom John refers to as the bridegroom. One who comes from above is over all others. One who is not from there is from the earth and speaks about things that concern the earth. One who comes from heaven is over all others. He testifies concerning the things he has seen and heard, yet no one accepts his declarations. The one who accepts his testimony confirms that God is true. John 3, 31 through 33. The Gospel of John thus demonstrates the baptizer's primary role as a witness to the one who comes from heaven, Jesus, and that Jesus comes from God. The baptizer's testimony prepares and challenges the reader to accept other testimony concerning Jesus that will be forthcoming in this Gospel. Elsewhere in John, two episodes from this Gospel help to highlight the importance of witness as one of its overarching messages. These two are not exclusive, but understanding them prepares the reader to recognize the role other episodes play as witnesses to Jesus. John 5. Repetition provides one indication that a concept is important. When a word or theme is spoken of on multiple occasions, Within a very short period of time, the reader is clued in to that theme's central role. In John chapter 5, verses 31 through 39, the word witness appears 11 different times as a noun or a verb. This frequency indicates the crucial message being communicated, yet repetition alone is only one of the factors. In this case, various entities provide testimony concerning Jesus, thus reinforcing the theme of witness. Jesus begins his discussion to the leaders by indicating that he can provide testimony, but his self-testimony is not sufficient. He then mentions an additional five witnesses, a vague, another one, John, the works that he does from the Father, the Father himself, and the Jewish scripture. This passage concludes with a statement confirming that these five witnesses are not sufficient for those opposing him and includes a subtle reminder of the cryptic words from John 3:33 discussed above. Yet you are unwilling to come to me so that you might possess life. John 5 verse 40. John 8. A second example comes in response to Jesus' claim to be the light of the world. A group of religious leaders, called Pharisees, inform him that his statement is not true simply because he made it. Jesus needs others to verify his claim. 
while the words they use are identical to those used by Jesus in his conflict in chapter 5, verse 31, these opposing Jesus' claim have evidently forgotten the scene where Jesus names his five witnesses, who in essence validate his self-testimony. This time, Jesus grounds the accuracy of his testimony on another theme in the Gospel of John, Jesus' origin, or as is often stated, where he comes from. He proceeds to back up this statement of authority by calling on a second witness, the one who sent him. This specific identification with God echoes the claim Nicodemus, one of these Pharisees, made about Jesus in his earlier encounter. We know that you have come from God. Chapter 3, verse 2. Concluding Thought One crucial element in providing testimony is that the witness given must be true. We find this concept both in John 5, in the words of Jesus, as well as in John 8, in the words of the Pharisees. Although these both define self-testimony as not true. Yet this concept forms the conclusion to the Gospel of John. This one is the disciple who provides testimony concerning these events and who has written them. We know that his testimony is true. John 21, 24. The book's final verse indicates that not everything Jesus did was written in detail in this book, subtly reminding the reader of the purpose for John's Gospel once again, to provide testimony that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, but more importantly is what is not stated as obviously. Those who believe Jesus is the Messiah will provide true testimony concerning where he is from and what he has accomplished. Thank you for investing these undistracted moments in your spiritual life. I invite you to return later for another episode of 10 Minutes with the Gospel of John, composed and narrated by Stan Harstein, all rights reserved.